Radio. We heard from the first letter of Corinthians, that beautiful hymn to love today. A very famous text which we often hear read at weddings because, of course, love is the focus. But actually, the subject of love obviously needs to be our focus, not just at weddings, but all the time, as St. Paul makes very clear. He says, if I have all the eloquence of men or angels, but am without love, I'm simply a gong booming or a cymbal clashing. He goes on to say, if I have the gift of prophecy, if I have faith in its fullness, if I give away everything, even if I give up my body to be burned, if I am without love, then it doesn't mean anything. So love is absolutely essential. Of course, if we know anything about God, we know that. We know this has to be true because, as that letter, first letter from St. John tells us, God is love. So love is God's essence. And so when we read then St. Paul describing the qualities of love, how love, for example, is always patient and kind, how it's never jealous, how it's never resentful, that's a description also of God. It's what God is like. From time to time, as a priest, I encounter people who say to me things like, I don't really sin, Father, or at least hardly ever. And usually it's coupled with them saying that they are a good person. You hear that a lot today. I'm a good person. And it usually means that in the past 12 months, they haven't maimed or killed anyone, at least amongst their close associates. If we find ourselves thinking along these lines, if we ever start patting our backs and telling ourselves and others we're a good person, we're in a very spiritually dangerous position. And we need to do an examination of conscience and we can do a very good examination of conscience based on this reading, this hymn to love. So one basic question we have to ask ourselves is, all those things that we do, is love informing them? Is love at the heart of everything that we do? The Catechism of the Catholic Church describes love as the soul of the virtues, the soul of the virtues, which is really saying the same thing as St. Paul. Love is essential. What do you call a body without a soul? It's a dead body. Virtues without love, they're meaningless, they're not real, they're ineffective. Love is what makes them come alive, what makes them work, what makes them tick. So we can ask ourselves all these questions that are posed really in St. Paul's reading. Have we always been patient and kind? Have we ever been rude or selfish? Have we been someone who 
takes offence easily. That's an interesting one because it's easy for us to think about ourselves, how we are hurt, and to become hurt very easily, partly because we're thinking about ourselves very easily. And when we nurse wounds, we nurse hurts, it turns into resentment, it turns into a kind of grudge. Do we ever take pleasure in other people's sins? That's a very dark one, isn't it? But it's a question that we can ask ourselves knowing that sometimes, sadly, we do. Think of every time that we gossip. Every time we say something like, you won't believe what he did or she did. You won't believe what such and such said to me the other day. We're horrified at it and we share it and we talk about it. We're focusing on ourselves when we do that really, not on others. And that's what real love is of course. Love looks for the good of the other. So how do we become more loving? Well, one of the best ways I think for us to begin is to actually reflect on God's love for us more. So some of us in this church might actually be thinking, even if subconsciously, if God really was real and he really knew me and he knew everything that I'd done or everything I was going to do, he couldn't love me. Remember what the Lord says to Jeremiah in that first reading. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And the Lord knows each one of us in exactly the same way. He knows us intimately. He knew us at the moment we were conceived in our mother's womb. He knows every thought, every deed, every motivation, everything. And you know, knowing all of that, he still loves us the same. His love never changes. His love never changes. God is love, remember. He doesn't change. And you can't make yourself, therefore, worthy of that love. The kind of love that we're talking about is a love that you cannot earn, that you're never worthy of. It's a free gift. And that's really part of the central gospel message. It's to realise that we are infinitely loved by God and that that love is not something we've earned. It's a free gift. We can't pay for it. We can't earn it. In the gospel, we hear Jesus enraging his listeners because he lumps them in with all those hard-hearted people who wouldn't accept the prophets, Elijah and Elisha. And he points out that they didn't go to the chosen ones of Israel. They didn't go to people, the chosen people. They went to the Gentiles, a Gentile widow and a Gentile leper. You couldn't really get worse than that in their mindset. Someone who was not only a leper and a widow, the lowliest of the low, really, 
but someone who's a Gentile leper, a Gentile widow. Desperately isolated people, marginalised people, rejected people. And the other good news is that that's exactly who Jesus came for. Jesus came to seek out the lost, to seek out the marginalised, the vulnerable. And that's what God's love, in fact, always does. And it's true that each one of us has been in that position. Maybe we're in that position now. We feel dejected. We feel alone. We feel full of shame. We feel unworthy of God's love in some way. For whatever reason... And at times like that, we need to know that Jesus came for us. Not us as some kind of general body, not as a group, but for you and me personally, as if you were the only person that existed. So Jesus wants to lift each one of us up with this unconditional love. But he doesn't want to stop there, and that's the key thing. When he lifts us up, Jesus also wants to change us into instruments of that love. Instruments of love for a world that is hurting. A world that is trapped in so much darkness. A world where people are in prisons of all different kinds, all different shapes and sizes. Some prisons which they've made for themselves. Well, God wants to use us to penetrate those prisons, to bring his light into that darkness. And that will only happen when we are convicted of the love of God for ourselves and that that joy that we have from that conviction overflows so we can begin to bring light into that darkness that threatens the world. As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate.